Hi, my beautiful people. This is Bimi Shavery, and I'm here with your daily devotion. I am super excited about this particular uh, episode. I won't be reading from either of the devotionals today because I have a specific um, verse that I would like to focus on regarding um, our devotion for today. And it's actually Matthew 9 and 20. And this has been on me for I guess about a week now. I've just, it's just been ringing through my head. And a lot of it is because in this particular story in the Bible, there is this, there's this, this lady, right? She's dealing with what they call the issue of blood, which is basically a menstrual, a long menstrual. It was for 12 years. And back then there was a lot of, There was just a difference, right? Let's just think of it in a practical sense in today's terms when it comes to menstrual menstruations um, that we deal with as women. We're going through our changes hormonally with our body. We're dealing with a lot of different, um, just a lot of different things that we're dealing with when it comes to the fluctuation of what is happening internally. And the bleeding could be, or the menstruating can be anywhere from light to heavy to extreme heavy. And menstruating for long periods of time can definitely cause several other ailments or illnesses or dis- just things to happen within your body, such as low iron, such as uh cause you to become anemic, can cause you to need blood transfusions, can cause you to um, just be in a lot of pain, just a lot of different things. And I know personally, at one phase in my life, uh, before my menstruation became what was considered regular, it was considered irregular. And this was in my early 20s. And in my early 20s, um, this was probably like 19, 20, because my, my mom, I was going through a lot in the family. So my mom was recovering from an accident. My uh, then fiance was um, in, he was in the hospital uh, dealing with uh, or recovering from being shot um, and basically left for dead. I was, my father was becoming ill, but he wasn't sick. He was just, you know, uh, it was a few months before his actual um, unexpected passing, but my body was going through a lot of different things. And so during this time, my menstruation was not normal. It was extremely, which could be induced with stress. It could be just a lot of things. I was on birth control, which was just, uh, and I hated birth control. I really did. Never liked it at all. And, And I have not been on birth control in almost it's been years. I, I tried to get on it a couple years ago. Um, me and my fiance tried it, but I, I just, I couldn't, my body, it just didn't do my body well at all. And it was really not necessary because he was already not here. So it was like, what was the purpose of that? It was a waste of extra hormones, but anyway, not to go on a tangent anyway. So, um, I'd been, I had been menstruating for about a month and I didn't say anything because I was going back and forth. I was dealing with life. I was working. I was, um, I'd finished school. I was going to beauty school, finishing up cosmetology. 
And I was at the hospital. My grandmother was sitting down. This is a beautiful, this is the beauty of wisdom, right? The, the elders know. So my grandmother sees me and she, she looks at me and she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing's wrong with me. You know, what do you, what do you mean? She's like, no, what, something's wrong with you. Why you, you are losing too much blood. Now, my grandmother didn't know if I was on my menstrual or not. She didn't know anything. I hadn't talked to her about it, but my lips were turning purple because I had lost that much blood. My skin didn't have the um, color that it normally did. And my grandmother told me immediately, you need to go to the doctor. Now, we're at the hospital with my mother. But she's, and, and that was one of the statements I remember her saying, we're at the very right place. If you need to go into the emergency, you go right on downstairs and go into emergency. But you need to see somebody because something isn't right. Lo and behold, I went to the doctor and the doctor did tell me that I was losing way too much blood, that they would need to um, put me on some iron pills. I was very close to if I lost any more blood, if the um, if the um, birth control didn't stop my cycle, then I would end up needing a blood transfusion. Right. Very scary things to hear. So fast forward to today's episode right so we're um, when you think about women and you think about long story short that got under control everything is normal now I don't have had had any problems with my cycle in over uh shoot almost 20 years now but anyway so think about think about your bodies right think about the way that our bodies work um if if you're you know obviously if you are a, a man you're not thinking about menstruation, but you have daughters, you have sisters, you have wives, you have girlfriends, etc. Um, these are things that we are that we deal with. And when you think about Matthew nine and 20, you think about this woman who had been dealing with this not for 30 days, not for seven days, a normal menstruation is anywhere from three to seven days. Okay. And seven days may be really, really pushing it because I'm five. And I think that's, you know, who, but the longer you menstruate, the more you should be able to understand your body and be attuned with your body and know what's happening within your body. And when you're not, that's when you know that something's off, you know, that something is wrong. Well, if you are constantly menstruating, you don't have a stopping point, your body is completely off. It is not in sync in any way, shape or form. And so this woman who's during this time in the Bible, she's hearing about this man, God, Jesus, who has all of the power, right? He has all of the power. Um, and he he has the ability to save. He has the ability to heal, to create miracles, to to do the unthinkable. Right. And during this time for 12 years, she has been isolated because it was thought out as something was wrong with her. She had a disease. She wasn't to be touched. She wasn't to be looked at. She wouldn't. She, no one should be around her. It was like she was contagious or something. And so for 12 years, she has been in isolation. Think about the pain. Think about the humiliation. Think about the isolation and the humiliation that she's had to endure for 12 years. The loneliness, right? the fear because you don't know what's going on you're in pain you're losing blood there's probably other things going on with her body you she's probably anemic which means she is definitely 
noticing different things that are happening with her body. She's not able to think straight because her levels are all out of whack for 12 years, right? But she has mustered up enough courage within herself to know that I just got to get to where he is so that I can touch his cloak, which is a garment that he wore. I don't have to see him talk to him. He doesn't even have to know I'm in there. Just as long as I touch his cloak, I feel as though the unthinkable can be done. I feel as if everything will be okay if I could just get to him. So Knowing that there are going to be droves of people there, there are going to be a lot of people that want to see him, a lot of people who are expecting miracles, a lot of people who probably have a a more uh, religious stance, you know, a better connection spiritually they will be hurt they'll be seen because they're not they don't have any diseases or they're not ostracized or there's nothing wrong with them right in her mind there are people who are perfect there are people who are in way better conditions people who are more worthy of being seen by him but she still has this faith that if I can at least get to where he is and touch a piece of his cloak then I will be healed I I everything will be okay this is not her knowing for sure this is not her knowing if she'll even get close this is not her understanding the capacity of what she's actually about to do this is just a form of desperate faith right she has this desperate faith to get to him Now, you imagine you have been away for 12 years to yourself. The anxiety of that coming out in public when you were told not to going amongst a crowd of people when you were told you were not to not knowing after 12 years what exactly you're supposed to even look like what you so this is meaning a person who is probably ungroomed a person who has you know uh, clothes probably soaked or or soiled you know there's a a a odor there's just a lot of different things that could be going on right And none of it matters because there's a desperate faith. It didn't matter what was going on around her. Didn't matter who was screaming things at her. Didn't matter if people were trying to kick her, push her and scoot her out the way. Didn't matter what was going on. She just needed to make sure she got to his cloak, not to touch his hand, not to hear his voice, nothing just to touch his cloak. There's a level of faith that you have to have that's bigger than your fear that's bigger than your anxiety that's bigger than what people are going to say that's bigger than what the circumstances may look like that's better than what it is that you can present yourself as it doesn't matter it is about getting to where he is and as long as I know I'm in the right space everything is going to be okay Now, she's making her way through this crowd of people. She's making her way through all of the noise. She's not saying a word. She is just going forward, going forward 
and she comes upon his cloak and she grabs it. And as quick as she grabs it, she's moved out the way because again, there's so many people pushing. There's so many people running to him. There's so many people trying to reach for him. There's so many people that are trying to get to where he is and get his attention. So there's no way that she can get it and hold on to it. She just had to touch it. She touches it. And now everything in his world stops. Because yes, he hears the noise. Yes, he knows these people are needing him. Yes, everybody's reaching, praying, screaming, asking for something. But he felt her. He felt her. And said, who touched me? And of course, everyone's me, we, I, yay, we didn't know. He's like, no, 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 no. Who touched me? Who touched me? Right. And I'm going to read the part where he responds, because it's so to me, it is just like the story is just so monumental. And then I'm going to get to the daily devotion for us to think, well, my point for this particular episode, but it just it just really moved me because it always does. And, and, and it's just so it's so beautiful. So let me let me start from 19. Okay. Well, 20, I'll say just when a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. I'm getting chills because that gets me so excited because my God, like if I only could get to him. Yes, I know the people around. Yes, I know that the people are screaming. Yes, I know that I'm not supposed to be around these people. Yes, I know I'm not in the best. You know, I don't look the best. I'm not dressed the best. My hygiene is not the best. I'm in pain. I'm bloated. I'm aching. I'm looking all kind of out of source, but I just still need to get to him. None of that matters, right? None of that matters. Jesus turned. And saw her take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. Listen. Listen. And then it goes to talk about the dead girl, the girl who was. um, She was dead and everyone was saying, no, she's dead. I'm going to read that part too. It says, when Jesus entered the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noise crowd, noisy crowd, he said, go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in, took the girl by the hand and she got up. News of this spread through all that region. Listen to me. Now this, I want y'all to read and study Matthew 9. Matthew 9, I'm reading Matthew 9, 20 through 25, but I want you guys to go back and read just Matthew. Matthew is, and I love this Bible. My mother gave me this Bible and signed it uh, March 4th, 2006. Okay, this was a few months after my father, um, maybe six, seven months after my father had passed away. And, um, Listen, I love this Bible so much because it is so 
simply broken down. It's the new international version, but it is just so good. And I have notes in here from a woman I used to work with in 2007. I think I was working at direct TV. She was a married lady. Um, her and she, she was into church. She wrote me scriptures down for marriage and everything. And I still have it in this Bible. Um, yeah, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. So anyway, anyway, um, let's get back to this story, right? So, oh, and it also, the Bible breaks down, it shows you a map, it has illustrations, it has different, um, the words that you may not know the meaning of in the back. It's just a really good place. Anyway, so I love this Bible. So um, you, when you think about Matthew, right, and you're thinking about uh, Matthew 9, you think about this woman and she's getting to him. She's crawling to him. And the fact that people, when he goes in after he touched her, he tells her she's healed. She's healed. Right. But then he goes and he's these people who are in this room who play flutes and they're like, oh, someone, this girl is dead. God's like, she's not dead. She's asleep. They laugh at him. The Messiah, right? Laugh at him because that's what people do, right? People do not believe until it is something that's in their own life, right? A miracle they need. That's when they're believing desperate for a miracle. But when you see it done for other people, it isn't something that they even take heed to. It's like, oh, yeah, right. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But then he shows you again. It's like. This is why it is so important for us to embody this type of faith and getting back on the woman with the issue of blood, because it doesn't matter what it looked like around her. It didn't even matter what she felt like. It was this desperation to get outside of herself so that she could give herself an opportunity to believe enough so that she can be healed. She wanted to be healed. She needed whatever this was to stop. And she knew that she'd heard the good news that the Messiah is coming and he's done all kinds of things. He's created all kinds of miracles and ways I just know that he can do it for me. And it was the faith. But but this is the part that kind of tripped me out. All of the people around him, right? All of the people that were eyeing for him and, and, and reaching for him and screaming at him and trying to get his attention. He felt her heart. He felt her touch him. Who touched me? That's the energy there, right? That's the energy there. That's that. Where is she at? So whatever it is, whatever it is you're in right now, wherever it is, you may be, whatever it is that you may feel is happening around you, but you have a goal, you have a plan, you have something you believe God is telling you is going to happen. You have something that you feel like just has taken so long to come to pass. This is where you do not get sidetracked. Do not allow whatever is happening around you. Do not allow what is being said. Do not even allow your own thoughts and fears to cripple and handicap you to the point where you don't trust that it's possible because it is. 
It is. The offer you think is not coming through for you. The opportunity you think will never come. The uh, the approvals you've been waiting on. The clarity you've been hoping for. The moving forward that you've been wanting. The opportunity to actually just have whatever it is you're working so hard for. You're not believing because it has not come into fruition. But that's because the Messiah hadn't come. That's because you ain't seeing where he is. You're not you're not willing to go in the depths. How deep are you willing to go so that you can get to the cloak of the blessing? Just the cloak of it. How far are you willing to go just so that you're able to just get really close to where it could be? Maybe. You're stopping yourself because you feel like, oh, it's just that lane over there is just too too crowded or it's just too many people over there. I'm not going to do that or too many people want this opportunity or, oh, no, it's not. It's not possible. Like I've already been told no before. I've already said it ain't happening before. I've already uh, somebody's already told me that this just not the time for it. You're thinking too small. Your faith has to be bigger than your thoughts. This is you saying, you know what? No matter what, I'm moving forward with a full heart, with open mind, with a spirit that's on God. I'm not going to allow anything to stop me from going forward. If God told me it's possible, it is going to happen, period, because there is no other option. Miracles happen every day. Blessings happen every day. You just need to see it. You need to be in the space where you're able to see it, but you won't even move forward to give yourself an opportunity because you're so afraid of the rejection of that. You have to be like this woman of blood who's like, I don't care what I look like. I don't care what it what it looks like around me. I don't care what these people are saying. I don't care that I have never done it. I don't care that I've never got the opportunity to do it. I don't care that I've never stepped outside of my comfort zone. I don't care that I was told that I can't go there or I'm not supposed to enter that door or I'm not supposed to speak on that. I'm not going to allow any of that to stop me because I can't afford to. If this woman would not have pushed beyond her fears and her physical limitations, who knows what would have happened to her and how insignificant her story would have become because she didn't have the faith to push forward. You have to know and believe in what it is that you have seen happen for yourself and what God has said is happening for you. You have to believe in it so much that it looks crazy. It looks like how dare you? It looks like the audacity. It looks like, oh, this girl ain't me. This man, this person ain't even thinking about them. They don't even care what nobody think. They in a world all by themselves. They doing this thing all by themselves because in And I am because when it comes to me and what it is that I believe God has for me, I don't have the time to wait. I don't have the time to debate. I don't have the time to sit back and look at who talking about me, who going to say what, when, where and why, who's going to judge me, who's going to. It don't even matter because if I touch the cloak of the Messiah, every piece of noise there is will be silenced. Every door that was shut will be opened. 
everything that was blocked will be removed. I just need to get to the cloak of the Messiah. That's it. Like, that's all I want. The cloak of the Messiah. That's a that's a level of blind faith that you have to have that you can't even put yourself in the right mind frame to comprehend because that's a, that's something that it's an ego. It's an ego deflator because nervous, scared, uncomfortable, isolated, ostracized, judged, critiqued, talked all about up and through. Don't even matter. Still moving forward. Still going. Barely making it because she in so much pain upset frustrated hormones all out of whack 12 years of going through this she got to that point where it was no other option no other option and right there was when everything happened for her in that instant in that instant you are healed Okay, in that instant, because I had the faith to come after and speak on and ask for what I wanted and to take that leap and apply for what I wanted and to actually say I got it because I wanted it and to actually put my name on it just like that. I got it. Just like that, that's approved just like that. The haters are silenced just like that. Your health is recovered just like that. That relationship is repaired just like that. Your children are acting right just like that. That job has a complete turnaround with that raise that you wanted, with that promotion you've been asking for, with the haters being exposed who were silently hating on you behind the closed doors. And it finally all came out and now they are silenced just like that, just like that. Just like that, everything that was delayed is moving forward. Just like that. Just like that. Because you had enough faith. You had enough courage to step outside of what you felt, what you look like, what it looks like, who was saying what, what was happening around you. Who I was saying so much is happening around the world. You could look, listen, listen, I can't think about all of that. I, I, I can't think about it because right now, right now, there's a blessing with my name on it. Right now, there's something I need to do for my family. Right now, there's something I need to do for me. Right now, there's something I'm needing to do that's going to really turn my life around. Right now, I'm needing to continue to move forward on the path that I am. I got a plan and I know that God is in alignment with this plan. And so I got to keep going. I can't think about, I, I hate it for you. I hate you going through that. I, I pray that it gets better for you. I really pray that people in, that's hurting are actually in a better place. I I I pray, you know what I'm saying? I want nothing but what everybody deserves to have. But for me, I got to keep it going. I got, I can't stop there. I can't stop and sit in the woe is me. I can't stop. I've been sitting there for some people. Y'all been sitting there. It's been a lot of, you been, there's been delays. There's been enough, enough of this, enough of this. You got to have enough of that faith. That's like, okay, cool. That was it. That's what happened. Cool. I hate it for him. I really do. But I got to keep it going. I got to keep it moving because this right here that got my name on it. I got this undying faith. I got this itch that I can't scratch that I know that God is saying, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. Do you believe it's possible? Do you believe it? Do you believe I said I'll do it? Do you believe it's in you? Do you believe that I'm going to give it to you? Do you believe that it's yours? 
Are you taking the steps? Are you doing what I need you to do? Are you actually moving forward? Are you doing it? Okay, keep going. Keep going. I'm here. Keep going. Keep coming to me. Keep coming. I'm going to hear you. I'm going to know when you arrive. I'm going to know when you arrive. That's that energy, right? It's like, okay, God, how you know? Like, are the people looking at, at looking out for me? You know, you got your people looking out for me? Like, I'm on the way. I, I'll know when you arrive. I'll know when you arrive. So come on. And you steady sitting there like, I don't know, God. I just don't, <laughs> you know, you don't, I don't know. I ain't supposed to come out. I wasn't supposed to go. I ain't supposed to take that leap. I don't think I'm qualified. I don't know. I just got this feeling that it ain't going to work the way I wanted to work. God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And God is like, yo, I told you, ye of little faith, come on. I put it in you for a reason. Come on. I'll know when you arrive. And you get there. And you you knock. You know how we do that little knock like we don't want to introduce we don't want to interrupt nobody. We don't want to knock too hard and make folk think it's the police. So you knock a little you know, I can't stand folk knock on my door and it and it's risk. A certain knock you just don't do on certain folk doors and you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Just don't listen. Hey. I'm going to need you to call me while you on your re- on your way, because if you knock on my door wrong, I'm going to have an attitude when I open that door and you just might get cussed out for you can get to come in. If I let you come in, depending on how bad you knock on that door and piss me off. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to do that. You want to make sure. OK, God, you expecting me now. Your people, your people expecting me too, right? <laughs> so. All right. All right. So I'm on the way and you go and you go and you do that little knock, that little doo, doo, doo. you know that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you don't want to do too much so you just do, 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 do. he like I hear you your heart door is open you know and sometimes that's what we need we need to have that faith we need to have that undying faith that unwavering faith that unmovable unshakable faith that faith that's like listen there's nothing that anyone around me can tell me there's nothing that can happen i got to have this type of faith that's so planted that's like i need this so bad that i don't really care how crazy i look in route to getting it i just got this kind of faith that i know it's going to happen and god told me it's going to happen y'all done fasted for 30 to 45 days you wrote it down you put it up on your mirrors you prayed over it. you spoke life into it you moved as if you knew it was happening and now things are happening you can't get scared now don't be scared when you recognize the power now don't be uh, don't be moved now that you feel like oh god things are moving real fast I ain't ready. No, you asked for this. This is what God told you was possible. You can't get scared now. You can't run and hide now. You can't close your eyes and and clench your teeth and hope it pass fast now. You need to be in it. Be in the moment. Be present. Continue to speak life into it. You don't know what's even more greater waiting for you. Allow as many doors I need to open to open. Allow God to do what God is doing. He's making miracles happen. He's changing things. He's shifting things. He's moving things around in your favor. If that's what you've asked for, if that's what you have been obedient in obtaining and you've been speaking life on things, you've been praying for things and you've been fasting and you've been speaking life into yourself. You've been moving with a heart that's pure, righteously. 
What you earned is in route. Why you run ducking and hiding? You need to be in position. You need to get to the cloak of the Messiah. That's where your blessing is. Keep going. Keep going. So that is what this this episode is. Your motivation to let you know don't get stuck don't be scared don't don't get to looking at yourself like it just ain't gonna work it can't work how could it possibly work out for me when everything look like it's just too much happening baby trust me when I tell you God ain't missing nobody he's supposed to be blessing he ain't if he told you he gonna do it if you felt it in your spirit if you've been praying on it fasting on it and you believe it's in alignment with what he has for you why are you scared you better go get it. Go get it. Okay. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. It kind of got me amped up. You know, I love reading my Bible again. If you're listening here, it's not about a specific religion. It's not about a specific belief pattern. It is about knowing for me personally, this is God. This is all of this is God. Everything, every blessing, every opportunity. I get to be a blessing to other people. Me being used as a vessel. Baby, this is what I believe in. This is what I've always believed in. And, you know, we speak multiple different languages, but just know that it's all we're all connected for a reason. And this is about you finding and being planted in your faith, being planted in what you believe in and knowing why you believe in it. I don't believe in God because someone just told me to. I grew up with a very eclectic uh, upbringing, you know, from my mother being my mother and aunt going to Catholic school, my grandmother going to Baptist church, my dad being Church of Christ, my ex-husband was a uh, Kojic, and then he was five percenter, and then you know, going through all different types of learnings for myself, learning how learning the differences between Hinduism and Buddhism, and studying of all different types of things, all coming right back. And never leaving God, but I found God in my life, in my experiences, you know, the things that I've gone through. If you've been following this podcast for years, you know, you know, I've been very honest about my journey and I've spoken and I've shared with you guys. And we've gone through a lot of things within the last five years together. So you guys know. You know, it wasn't, I ain't never been no Bible thumping, uh, tear somebody down, speak. I'm not, I don't have authority over anybody's beliefs. And that's something I would never debate or discuss with anybody unless you want to. But we don't go that route. We don't do no coercion or any type of converting or any type of convincing anybody to believe in anything. If the only piece of God that I believe in you ever meet is through me, I hope it's the greatest part of him. I hope it's through my heart. I hope it's through my generosity. I hope it's through my honesty, my integrity. Those are the things, those are the traits, you know, um, my ability to hold this sovereignty within myself. That's what I want you to meet and know exist, you know, because of what I believe in. That's it. Right. So I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all of your love. Thank you for your um, commitment. 
right? Your commitment and your discipline in this journey as we are collecting all of our jewels uh, as we're navigating through 2023. This is an incredible, incredibly powerful year. Um, and so many things are, are occurring, especially as we're preparing to go into Libra season. I love autumn. I'm all about autumn. Uh, I used to hate it and dread it. And I'll speak about that in, in another episode as I've already spoke about it several times before. But we'll do a refresher for those who may not know. But it is something that's really beautifully uh, transformed my life. So I love you guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Please be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with others. Continue to navigate through as if you are sacred soil and you're carrying a sacred seed that only God put there for you to share with the world. Plant and fertilize and nurture. Okay, that's our next episode. Bye.